This podcast is for those making bold moves to reverse global warming. We are the Determined Ones, solving humanity's gnarliest challenges. It's a podcast on climate action, the determined mindset, and how standing out helps you make a meaningful impact. Well, hello, Sarah. Well, hello, Mark. How you how, doing? How are you? <laughs> Jinx. <laughs> I'm delighted to be here. Where else would you be? We're working. <laughs> so we're making some podcasts. This one is going to be about prototyping your marketing and sales materials. Uh, and we're going to do a demo on this one. So I'm pretty excited. This might take some time. We're going to walk you through the entire process that we uh, wrote about. We have a blog post called How to Prototype Your Messaging that describes this process in detail. And we're going to demo it live right here. I'm going to use Mark as my test participant. And I've created a little prototype to test. And I haven't shown it to him yet. Although he kind of knows what it is. But <laughs> I'll try and make him pretend that he doesn't. Role-playing can work. But first, why are we doing this? Why why would you want to prototype your messaging, your marketing, your website uh, before you've even started building it? Why might this be helpful? Hmm. First thing that comes to mind, saving time and money. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times what happens is people feel stuck about what to say on their website or this can work for a presentation as well, or any sort of messaging, even email subject line. And so you might be debating with your colleagues endlessly. Have you ever had, you know, the landing page meeting where you're debating what it should say and it takes all day? Oh, so we can have a terrible time coming up with good messaging, um, or we could go prototype it and test it and find out what it should say. Another scenario is maybe you've hired someone to do your website for you and you're feeling like it's out of your hands. And if you have had this experience, you know, you're just waiting for the developer to finish the website and then sometimes it comes back to you and you hate it or it doesn't work, it doesn't look good, it doesn't, it's not powerful. So prototyping before you hand it over to a team to build can put this process back into your hands and give you the power. Because in, at the end of the day, you want to launch that website or present that sales deck or send that email with the subject line that makes people's eyes light up, makes them excited, and makes them buy into the ask, whatever you're asking, whether it's invest or buy this thing or partner with me, etc. So that ultimately you get your funding, you have paying customers knocking down your door, that's what we want for you, and that's what you want, and that's what everybody will get if you do this process. And this is really important, too, because, you know, the work that you're doing, tackling climate change, solving our climate crisis, it, it's going to take a lot of hard work. And doing these types of things will help you save time, money, so much energy. Um, and so that's why we're so adamant about teaching this stuff to climate change entrepreneurs. Yeah. So what most people don't realize is you can prototype and test your messaging without hiring designers, engineers, writers, or even building a website or a pitch deck first. You can avoid a flop of a sales conversation or a website launch that doesn't do anything for you. You have to go and redesign it by trying it out in low fidelity and trying out that messaging until you get that wow factor. So in the next few minutes, we're going to walk you through how to DIY your own prototype and test your messaging that will help you save money, save time, save frustration, and save the world. <laughs> um, let's dive in. Okay, so I've created a paper prototype. Here I am wrestling the papers right here. If you take a regular like eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, we've actually taken um, previously printed on paper and just use the back of it to try and be a little bit more 
uh, savvy with the environment. So some scratch paper. And if you turn it horizontal, this eight and a half by 11 paper is just about the right size to stand in for a computer screen, a laptop screen or a desktop screen. So just imagine that this piece of paper is your computer screen. Now, if you were um, prototyping an email that somebody might check on their phone or device, you might fold that piece of paper in half vertically or cut it into a smaller shape so that it represents a phone. Um, paper is very flexible. And then you can write the messaging that you are debating, all of the ideas that you have on separate slips of paper, directly on that piece of paper, or if there's multiple messages you want to try, separate slips of paper or post-its so that you can iterate um, by testing out multiple ideas, you know, swap out the different headlines in the same testing session. And also keep handy blank post-its and a Sharpie or blank slips of paper so you can iterate on the fly if you come up with a new headline while you're testing. Sarah always makes fun of me for having a bag of post-its and sharpies. I do not make fun. It's great. Mark always comes prepared. He always has post-its and sharpies in his bag, and I highly recommend that everyone <laughs> do the same. So I'm creating a website prototype here, and I want to test the main headline and call to action, maybe some um, supporting points as well. Now, if you were doing this, you didn't have a willing mark test participant, you're going to have to find a test participant. The most ideal scenario is to find someone who matches in demographic and motivation the target person that you are going to ultimately be selling your ideas to. So Mark is not a very good stand-in for an investor, for example. I don't think he's ever been an investor meeting. Um, but he's a really good example for, you know, somebody who rides a bike and wears wool sweaters and, you know, stuff like that. So know your audience. Um, I do have friends who run accelerators or who are investors, so I might invite them to dinner, take them out for drinks, um, and run these things by them because they are closer to my ideal target audience. Um, another way that you can find these people is joining a community who um, of people who match your target demographic. So if you were creating a product that sold to athletes, for example, you could join an online community or an in-person community of people who are training and athletic. And then all of a sudden you have this whole community of people who match your target demographic and you can talk to the community organizer and see if it's okay with them if you arrange one-on-one -on -one meetings because you're building something to help them. Last resort would be pulling random strangers off the street. Now this is great if you are creating a consumer product um, because random strangers off the street generally match your target demographic. If you are doing this, there is a script. You can make it really easy for them to say yes or no by saying, hey, do you have five minutes um, to help me with a quick research project? So I framed it as asking for their help. I've told them it's going to be really quick and lightweight. And if they say no, great. No problem. Move on to the next person. Don't be pushy. Nobody likes that pushy sidewalk person saying, hey, <laughs> hey, sign my petition. Um, but if they do act interested, follow up with something that drives home the point to them that you are working on a service that will help people like them. So by helping you, they are helping themselves, basically. So, hey, I'm working on a service that will help people like you and I could use your feedback. It'll only take five minutes again. So let's say that I have um, <clears throat> accosted Mark on the street. Um, hey, random stranger, do you have five minutes to help me with a quick research project? 
Uh, sure. Five minutes, yeah. All right. He always acts really nice. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to remind Mark to role play that he is not my co-founder of The Determined right now. He is just a random schmo on the street who has his minimal wardrobe and his bamboo bike and a meeting to get to or something. And I'll be like, hey, do you have five minutes to help me out with this uh, project? I'm help. I'm hoping to help guys who like wool sweaters like you uh, come up with a better product. I do like wool sweaters. They're, <laughs> they're great on the bike. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. So what I'm going to do first before I show him my demo is I'm going to set him up in the right context. So I want to think about where would he be when he encounters my website, because I'm building a website, I'm testing a website. Um, I could even ask him, I'm like, hey, so when do you usually shop for clothes online? Mm, probably about once every few months and maybe an hour here and there. Okay. Would you do that like at work and between emails or would you do that from home? Probably do it from home. Okay. So like say you're shopping from home, are you um, at a laptop or standing desk or... Probably at my, at my standing desk. Okay. Yeah. So now I have a lot of information. I want to set up him at this standing desk. So I would, you know, create like maybe like a, if I don't have a standing desk handy, I would put some boxes up on whatever desk is nearby and say, okay, Mark, pretend that you're at home on your standing desk shopping for clothes. So I'm, I'm really setting the scene here and using whatever props I have handy to um, let him get into that scenario. And so now I can give him his motivation. So if you were um, testing a funding deck, you might say, imagine you're in a funding meeting with a potential new portfolio company and they're presenting this pitch to you, and then you would present the pitch prototype. So in this case, I'm going to give Mark his motivation um, shopping for wool sweaters. So imagine you're at home, you know, you're just kind of relaxing and you've noticed that several of your sweaters are starting to really wear out. You've been thinking about this for some time. You finally have some time to look for some new wool sweaters. Okay. So you're shopping around online and maybe you came across this from a Google search. You've come across this website and you've clicked on it. Okay. So now he's in the zone, he's understanding where his scenario is and what his motivation is. He's looking for sweaters, he did a search, and he landed on this website. So then I'm going to ask uh, Mark, pretend that I'm not here, this is not a test, I'm not your co-founder of The Determined, um, but I do want you to think out loud so that I can get a window into your head and your thoughts. But I want you to react as you naturally would in that situation, in your room, in your standing desk area, um, shopping for sweaters with full honesty. So think out loud. Let me know um, what you would normally be thinking in this situation. So by doing this, I've removed a lot of bias. Like if you just walk up to somebody and say, hey, look at my website, and give me feedback, you're going to get some super biased feedback. But if I ask him to really honestly put himself in that situation and react as he normally would, there's still some bias there, obviously, because I'm standing here listening to him. But you can, if you practice it, you can get people into a much more realistic and authentic situation. Okay, so I'm going to present the prototype now. So once again, you're at your standing desk shopping for sweaters, and you did a search, and you see this. And in the show notes, we'll show you what we're um, showing him. Now, I want you to 
respond totally honestly and think out loud to everything you're seeing and let me know what you would normally do in this situation. Great. So I see a hero image with a drawing of a, of a young guy wearing... Oh, I forgot one very important thing. Imagine that this is a beautifully designed website. <laughs> so I'm presenting to him a drawing with Sharpies on paper, but the human imagination is amazing. So imagine that this is a beautifully designed website and continue. All right. So I see a beautiful website. <laughs> uh, I see a hero image of a guy wearing a sweater. Mm -hmm. Looks pretty happy. Uh, the first big headline I, I see, sweaters that work for you in the planet. What do you think of that? Sweaters that work for me and the planet. Interesting. I I'm curious. Okay. Um, how how they work for both me. I'm assuming my active lifestyle as well as the planet. I see a subhead underneath that. Wool grown on carbon sink range land with clean dyeing and wearing weaving practices. Wool grown on carbon sink range land. Carbon sink rage land. I think I have an idea of what that means, but I'm a little unclear. What do you think it means? Uh, some sort of re regenerative practices that perhaps the the growing of or the 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 producing of the wool is doing something around sequestering carbon, but I'm not sure. The <clears throat> next part of the line is with clean dyeing, which makes sense. Uh, and weaving practices. So clean dyeing and weaving practices. Okay, I can get behind that. I think that first half of the subhead is a little confusing. Mm -hmm. Underneath that, I see a big button, Shop Now. Uh, yeah, I would assume that that would lead me to a page with multiple types of wool sweaters, colors, etc. Below the hero image, I see three columns. I see an image of sheep hanging out on land. With the subhead wool from happy sheep farms that's cool i i like sheep when they're happy <laughs> <laughs> the second column uh clean spin and dye fiber practices okay with an image of producing these fibers on a loom or something the third column designed for durability and quality yeah i need that i ride my bike all often and i abuse my wool sweaters but luckily, I know that they last for a while, so that's good that I'm being reminded of, of that with this particular brand. Cool. So from what he said there, I learned that he is familiar with the term regenerative and knows that that sequesters carbon. Um, he might be an outlier in my target demographic. I don't know if everybody's familiar with that, so I'd need to do more testing to find out, but I definitely write that down because the words that he uses are resonating with him more than the words that I used. So... The words that I used in my messaging confused him, but as he sort of talked through why he was confused or what he thought it meant, he gave me words that I can then use in my messaging. So I don't necessarily ask him, hey, Mark, what should I make it say instead? But I learn from him what it should stay, say instead by his thought process. And I also learned that he doesn't seem to care all that much about the clean dyeing and fiber practices. Um, he was just like, oh, that's cool. If I wanted to, I could dive in deeper and ask, you know, why or um, what is more important, but I could just tell from his emotion and that's important. That's where you get the unbiased, inauthentic feedback. If I did dig in and say, Mark, do you care about clean dye spinning processes? Um, I might be biasing him by like telling him he should care. <laughs> <laughs> 
um, you know, it kind of tells me that maybe I didn't describe the alternative. A lot of clothes are made with, you know, slave labor or practices that are, you know, toxic chemicals that all the people working on the loom have their hands fall off or whatever, <laughs> you know. Um, I don't want to preach to him in this process. I want to learn from him what is important by his reactions. And I also kind of learned that the the happy sheep are, he could take it or leave it. <laughs> so I was a little surprised by that. I know Mark is a vegetarian. I think he cares about animals. But having sweaters that are grown from happy sheep might not be as important as knowing that those sheep um, sequester carbon, because that's something that he brought up. So I learned a lot. That is kind of the main point of this is um, being really inquisitive. So being a observer and um, asking why things are a certain way. If he had sort of stopped and just stared at it for a while, I could say, hey, don't forget to think out loud or you look really confused right now. What are you, what are you thinking about? Um, but the most important thing is to be in an inquisitive frame of mind. This person is an expert in what's going to happen when somebody confronts your website for the first time. And you want to learn everything you can about that. Um, and then you can take what you've learned and come up with new ideas. So one thing that I want to reemphasize is that I'm not asking Mark what it should say instead. I'm asking Mark what he thinks of it, and then I'm putting it through my entrepreneur brain and coming up with the idea myself of what it should say instead based on what I now know about Mark. Very important difference. Now, if I wanted to, I could update my prototype. Do you have scissors? I should have pre-cut slips of paper because I have a new headline that I want to try. I'll just fold this a little bit, see if I can get this in place, because I just want to replace the headline on the piece of paper that I drew. <clears throat> so here's what would happen. It's totally okay to leave Mark hanging while you're updating your prototype. This is not about designing a good experience for your test participant. This is not about making them comfortable or removing awkward silences. This is about learning as much as you can from Mark while he's agreed to give you his time. <laughs> <laughs> um, so now that I've updated my prototype, what I can do is I can say, okay, Mark, let's rewind. You're back in your room at your standing desk. You've just clicked on a link from Google for these wool sweaters, and you're, you're curious to see what they've got. Pretend you've never seen this before, and uh, pretend that this is a beautifully designed website that now has this text in place. Alrighty, so I see an image in the hero area of the website. The main headline, sweaters that work for you and the planet. Yeah, I can get behind that. And then I read a subhead, wool grown with regenerative practices that sink carbon. Okay, I think that's a bit more, that's clearer than the original. Um, I guess I, my only question would be, is sinking carbon good or bad? Is sinking carbon good or bad? Um, okay, now I don't want to ask him a leading question, but I do want to find out more about what he's thinking. Um, I guess I could say, tell me more what you think about that. So I have seen headlines in, in the news saying that we need to sequester carbon. So I'm assuming sinking and sequestering are the same thing, which kind of makes sense. So I'm assuming this is a good thing. I think what I would want would be a bit more description even after this. So perhaps wool grown with regenerative practices that sink carbon so that dot 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 dot. 
I think that would help me complete my thought and making me think that this is a good thing, that this clothing brand and these sweaters are a good thing for the planet. Gotcha. All right. I mean, we can go in and, you know, di dig deep into um, <laughs> the technical ideas behind that. But I think one of the things that I'm learning from there is I may be like if I were this entrepreneur building a regenerative wool sweater practice, um, one of the things that I might have struggled with over the years is that nobody knows what the word sequester carbon means. And so I come up with new ways to say it. I call it carbon sinks. I call it good for the planet. I'd be really vague. Um, but things change over time. So Mark just gave me the important information that there are headlines all over the news that he, the average consumer, is seeing with sequester as a verb that is now becoming a um, term that people understand. And that may just be Mark the outlier. I may need to test that on a few other people. But now I can test sequester carbon and I might get a different result than I did two years ago because of current events and things that are happening in the news. So this kind of testing lets you really easily see uh, what's resonating with your target market and what people are understanding and whether the technical jargon and terms that you use, I'm trying really hard not to, but I'm confusing him by not using them, um, whether those terms that you're using are making sense to people, resonating with people. So that's really good. So that's as far as we're going to go in the demo today. Um, if you want more details on how to run this process, including a bullet list of some things not to do, not to say, remember to read the companion blog post at backstage.thedetermined.co. Look for how to prototype your messaging. Um, we also have a downloadable zine called Turn Up the Volume that has the four steps of our creative process. And we use this process for all our work. And what we covered here is part of that. Great. So if you like more guidance on this process, Let's do a messaging strategy workshop. Uh, we offer something called Soundcheck, which is a package that will allow us to do a deep dive into who your target audience is and create a plan for you to create some kick-ass messaging. And if you like us and you like our work and you want to continue to work with us, uh, you can work with us uh, with our Amplify package. With Amplify, we'll create a custom workshop for you and your team based on the exact project you're working on right now. We'll help you prototype and test your messaging on at least three people in your target market. And we can also create a roadmap and recruit a team to help you build and launch your final website, pitch deck, marketing campaign, etc. We'd love to help you make smart decisions on how to build your climate-focused brand so it gets the attention it deserves. Book a sound check session to get started amplifying your brand at thedetermined.co slash soundcheck. If you are one of the bold rebels building a product that addresses our climate crisis, we can help you set yourself apart and amplify your climate impact. You can learn more about us at thedetermined.co. Yeah, thanks for listening. If you know anyone who might enjoy this podcast, feel free to share.